gritty culture and class in America, live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here with Renaissance Woman, Melissa Itell Duran. And there's always plenty to talk about. And we encourage everyone, I encourage everyone, to check out the two documentaries on the, the author of several books and the, uh, the subject of a, uh, a long uh, radio series and, and now the host for, for many years now, several years, of her own radio show. Proud to be her co-pilot, Frank McKay, here. Melissa, I tell Joran, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? I, I'm doing well, and I'll tell you what, the Democrats can't do enough to help uh, elect Republicans this year, and, and anybody who's, <laughs> who's running as a Republican, backed by conservative uh, backing here in New York, has to be blowing kisses to, to Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. uh, Governor, uh, Go- Governor Hochul. Uh, I mean, it's everywhere you look. There's there's controversy abound, and and it just seems like a good year, a very good year for uh, for Republicans to be running. Oh, I, uh, well, we've got 2022 looming in the not too distant future, and 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 uh, you know, if things continue this way, I think people are going to voice their dissatisfaction in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no question, and. There's no reason, really, for for Democrats to show up this year. I mean, for for local elections, they're fighting among themselves, and they're split. The progressives, uh, you know, with the, I guess, the moderates, are are fighting. Um, you know, I think tonight there's going to be some kind of vote. I'm not paying that close attention to it because it, uh, you know, it, it, if it doesn't annoy me, it it bores me. And uh, and as of October 18th, I think that's like the deadline for uh, something to happen and will we uh, default and will our economy go in the complete toilet after mm-hmm. that the the standoff at the uh, at the border is uh, is something and by the way i think it's called title 42 title 42 mm-hmm. that uh, joe biden uh, has used and it's controversial among democrats because it was written by president trump so President Biden using the uh, something out of the playbook of President Trump does not make Democrats feel warm and fuzzy towards the president. And you have all types of people um, angry, uh, angry at uh, Joe Biden. Uh, and certainly folks from the African-American community are angry. And, you know, and, and Haitians, I, I don't know what, 15,000 Haitians waiting to go oh. there. Mm-hmm. And the President Biden's in a weird spot. I mean, you know, it's yeah. not like he could just say come on in guys it's it's fine right. so we sent them right. away and he used title 42 trump's uh, law to send them away and i guess it gives them time to think i i don't know but and kathy hochel with her with her mm-hmm. mask mandate uh not an easy time to be a democrat it is and, and the and the immigration program the refugee problem let's face it it, it is a refugee crisis it's heartbreaking these people are leaving haiti uh, from various reasons, including, you know, the the living conditions, the standard of living, the uh, the of uh, of hurricanes, um, of, of uh, and of COVID, uh, and they've been they they've endured a, a lot in 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 past years, and they just want a better way of life, and 
I don't know. I mean, it's important to, you know, to maintain our borders, you know, in the wake of uh, many things, uh, COVID and, and uh, um, possible people, bad people, you know, slipping into the cracks. But what do you do? You've got people coming in who feel that they, if they come through um, the southern border, um, that um, this is a, a good way for them to get into the United States uh, on, a, a, I guess, a humanitarian reason. And, uh, it, you know, the optics look really bad. I mean, we don't, we don't look organized. We look like we just don't know what we're doing. And, and, you know, what do you tell these people? Okay, let's get on a bus and we're sending you back to Haiti. Yeah, right. Well, that's what's, that's what's basically happening. But you know what it does by President Biden doing this? It, it, it gives mm-hmm. him an opportunity to think, and, or, or it gives his, the people around him <laughs> an opportunity to think. I don't know, I don't know how much thinking he's going he's gonna to be doing on it, but it's a punt, you know, like you do in football, right? You know, you punt it, and, mm-hmm. and you miss mm-hmm. it this way. You give the ball back to the other team, and then they have to make a move, and you have time to regroup and so forth. So he's basically punting, and mm-hmm. when, you, um, when, you, when you punt and you get some time to think— he may come up with, hey, maybe this is uh, m- maybe this is what we do. Uh, from what I understand, and and someone very very wise told me this. There's a tent city. There is a tent city uh, in uh, in Texas, and it's set up for refugees. I, I don't know if they're uh, Central American refugees or, uh, or or people crossing over the border, but it, it's it, you know kind of organized and whatever. Mm. Maybe they'll do something like that. But Melissa, fifteen thousand people crossing the border at the same time from Haiti, and Haiti, and and again, I have the greatest respect for you know the the the, the trauma that they've been going through with the earthquake after earthquake. Uh, they destroyed their medical facilities, their hospitals, and, uh, and doctors. But because of that, there's, mm-hmm. there's a high incidence of, of HIV, of AIDS, uh, of COVID, of everything. What do you do? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think you could just let them in. But at the same time, it, it looks terrible on Biden, who basically said before, hey, when I'm president, come on in. You know, come on in, guys. And and it just uh, it, and now he's sending them back. I don't know. It's it's a nightmare for, uh, for the president. It's a nightmare for everyone. Oh, it definitely is. And you know, in the midst of, of this this uh, debt ceiling argument, plus uh, you know, plus other things, plus the 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 the, uh, the, the, the um, I'm 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 thinking of a game that you play on field days with the tug of war between the progressives and whoever is left in the mainstream. It actually, it, you know, it seems like the progressives and Joe Manchin and and Kristen Cinema, and uh, it's it's some. Uh, you're wondering when, when is it when is it all going to you know fall apart? Because uh, you know they're, they're if if they can be calling Joe Manchin, you know, in, in, in no better than a Republican. That just shows you where this party is going. It, you know, and, and Joe Biden, we all know, I think, was tapped for this role as uh, the best possible person who could probably deliver the progressive agenda without offending anybody. Yeah. You know, with his, you know, with any potential baggage. Um, you know, uh, save that of Hunter. And uh, he seems to be. Um, I don't know. He, he's he's not he's not doing a great job. From an optical standpoint, and I understand that uh, you know it, this isn't easy to, to juggle. But um, you know, uh, when you're part, you have you have 
fighting in your own party. You've got bad blood in your own party, in your own house. That doesn't really help very much. No, that's for sure. Uh, Frank McKay here urging everyone to go to MelissaItellJoran.com, watch the documentaries, and binge listen to other things that we've been talking about. You could hundreds and hundreds of shows that we've done. Melissa, I tell Joran here with me, Frank McKay. Uh, Melissa, uh, yeah. local. Uh, Kathy Hochul, uh, you, you could you yes. remember Hocus that? Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Governor Hocus Pocus. <laughs> that's a good. That's how I remember. <laughs> Ever since you said that, that's how I remember. It's a good. It's a good mnemonic device, you know. Because I think before then, nobody really knew who she was. Well, now people are starting to know who she was, and, and I think mm. some people are wishing they didn't know who she was. Uh, <laughs> you know, this mask mandate. Give us a little rundown of uh, what Governor Hocus Pocus has, uh, has been doing and, uh, yeah. and how she's making friends everywhere. Oh, yes, yes. She's, uh, oh, she's just, you know, shaking everybody's hand and welcoming everybody along the, the COVID bandwagon. If you don't get vaccinated in certain industries, i.e. health, health care and state offices, especially health care, um, your, your job is on the line. And the same goes in New York City. If we go to, let me make this a local issue, the Department of Education, um, uh, vis-a-vis um, our friend Bill de Blasio, says that if you're, you're a New York City public school teacher and you can't prove, uh, um, pro- you don't have proof of, of vaccination by, I think it's actually today, um, you could be suspended from your job. You could be, you know, you just, you, you're not allowed back into the classroom. Now, of course, uh, four public school teachers brought a suit to the uh, Circuit Court of Appeals. They lost that, and they're now going to the Supreme Court uh, for an emergency hearing. And uh, they feel, you know, this is, um, this is against their, their rights. You know, you can claim exemption um, if you can prove religious exemption, health care, you know, your own health exemption. But they feel that this is more grounded on um, a, a, a civil rights issue because uh, not only is it um, saying, you know, you got to do it or not, the government says you have to do it. Then, and, and if you don't, you're going to be removed, and then that leaves your class hanging. You know, your class doesn't have a teacher. Go through a series of perhaps substitutes. And as we know, the New York City public schools are a, you know, they're, I think they're worse than a hellhole. I don't, you know, you can have many, many um, um, reiterations of, of the Department of Education, but it doesn't matter. It's rotten to the core. You, you would have to dismantle the whole thing. To, to change it, and, and it has so many problems. So many. It's the largest public school system in the country, and because of its its population, and because of its uh, it, 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 its union, it it doesn't serve everybody, and it it, it doesn't in the reality stands as 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 the best quality education because you have so many disparate elements in there, and nobody can really effectively address all of them, and it's politicized. So um, these. Teachers are taking it to another level, saying, "Well, I, why, why do I have to be forced to have a vaccine if I, um, I can't take it? I don't want to take it. I'm not sick. I had antibodies, or whatever it is. My constitutional rights are being questioned. They're being thrown out the window, and that's a, a that's a debate that is that is." Um, coming up um, not only in New York City but elsewhere. Biden's mask mandate, his vaccine mandate. He wants everybody to get vaccinated or else. Yeah, right. I mean, so that's that's what it's uh, coming uh, coming off as, and that's basically what it is. 
and the the folks and by the way i think everyone should get vaccinated i mean i'm i'm all for that but i also mm-hmm. feel like it's it's you know they're right to make that decision and and it's very hard to put a gun to somebody's head and say hey you, you have to do it but one thing it does is it makes people very very angry when you're shoving this yeah. down their mm-hmm. throats and and right. guess what that does that revs up republican votes and again midterms are coming up next year and this year you know local elections um you know for example and a lot of people listening won't know this name but um you have uh, over on your end uh, uh, senator kaminsky running for da oh, yeah. and he's yeah. the author of uh, of bail reform which is a hot oh, yeah. topic in new york mm-hmm. and i i this doesn't help a guy like kaminsky uh, get anywhere near winning on election day so uh you know and again the author of bail reform running for da in nassau county and i don't know you you might have a little more liberal uh, bent than Suffolk County does, you know, which is, you know, for those mm-hmm. who don't know, is the other half of what mm-hmm. people consider Long Island. But, um, I, you know, it, just in general, all of this that we're talking about, Kathy Hochul, uh, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, the 18th looming, the Demo- AOC, uh, Omar, the uh, uh, the the anti-Semitism that's that's exists out there. And I'll tell you what. I, I, I can't stand it. You can't stand it. And a lot of people have put it uh, put it aside. Uh, but we're, we're going to need a whole show to talk about some of the things that are that are going on and coming out of the mouths of of everyone. And um, it, it just it just terrible uh, stuff. But I, I'll tell you what, it doesn't help people in local elections, especially in New York. When you add all of this up. Uh, you, you've got to feel like a Republican wave, a red wave coming mm-hmm. this year. And, and who knows, they mm-hmm. hope that it'll last into uh, into next year. Yes, absolutely. And, and since you mentioned the DA's race in Nassau County, um, the the, the uh, candidate, the Republican challenger, um, I forget her name, Anne, um, Anne Dudley, is it? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I, I yeah. haven't been following it, but... Uh, yeah, she's a 30-year 30-year prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, and I I heard her interviewed on uh on WABC uh, um uh, in the morning, the morning show Sid and um Bernie and Sid yeah. in the morning. Yep. Yes, and um you know, she said the same thing about Todd Kaminsky and and his 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 bail reform movement. He she in one of her commercials which I thought was very effective, it's on television, is uh she brings in a woman whose daughter was shot by a an abusive ex-boyfriend who was released and uh under Todd Kaminsky's uh, um, uh policy and uh just to, just to highlight the the kind of uh what he stands for what is what this man is about i thought it was an effective effective commercial and she sounds like a very you know she she she's i think she's a no nonsense person i think she would she's a good challenger to him i hope she gets you know more more airtime. She they, she gets more coverage on the on the airwaves. I don't know if everybody knows who she is, but she has 30 years as a prosecutor, and she is she's she's running against him to point out the the, the fallacies in his thinking and, and and the damage that he could possibly do by letting out uh, people like that. You know, and um, we'll see. Maybe you know, maybe there will be. Um, you know there will be an upturn, in or an overturn of, of in elections of of uh, what we thought were guaranteed you know, democratic challengers. Yeah, right. So, 
But once again, it's uh, it, it's it, it's coming down to a very, very tough run for for Democrats this year. Frank McKay here, urging everyone once again, MelissaItellJohn.com to watch the documentaries. And uh, uh, Melissa, I, I I don't know how it's playing out um, around the state, but uh, I have to believe in the rural areas, the rural areas and and the suburban areas. That Governor Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus, you've coined that phrase, and I, I've used it. Uh, Governor Hocus Pocus. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that she's ingratiated herself to the suburbs and to the rural areas, which is where you know you would think that she'd get a lot of vote. And when it comes to uh, people running against her, they're going to run from the left, right? So the thing is, I don't think she's going to out left them i don't think she's ever going to outleft the uh, you know those those kind of folks you know and whoever's i i don't know who's running tish james or somebody like that are going to uh, you know beat her on the left and i i guess she's assuming nobody's going to run on the right and she'll get all those votes as a default but um boy i'd hate to be her campaign manager uh yeah i think so too i know that's that's going to be tough you know Brian Benjamin, who ran, who's running with her. He was, I think, uh, he was uh, the, you know, the author of, of certain legislation to defund the police, and mm-hmm. and all of that. And that's her. You know, look, that's her lieutenant governor, and that's who. That's who's, uh, um, her. Uh, you know, was supposed to be her right hand. I thought it was a, you know, it was a it was a political play that was uh, designed to calm down the left. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's what it was. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, but right now, um, boy, you have to con- calm down the middle with her. Uh, again, I, I, I'd hate to be a Democrat running this year and certainly midterm elections. I, one thing I want to bring up, too, about the, uh, about the Haitian situation. If President Biden created a, uh, you know, a, I don't know, a ghetto, Let's a uh, Haitian ghetto over there, or allowed it to happen without you know chasing the the Haitians out, and it lasted through the midterm elections. The mm-hmm. the dynamic and the optics that would present themselves while Republicans are trying to say, uh, basically they're going to say that we're turning into a third world country and it's yeah. Biden's fault, and mm-hmm. look at what he does, and they just have to show that border. So that's what he's up against. He has to, you know, and I'm, I'm tempted to fly out to this one-tenth city that is supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be very nice uh, out of Fort, I don't know if it's Fort Bliss or, you know, there's something in, in Texas. I have to, you know, I have to research a little mm-hmm. bit. Maybe after the election, I would mm-hmm. run out there with a camera and just see what's going yeah. on. But right. uh, it's supposed to be the best example of what you can do with that kind of uh, situation. But how much does that play on the mind of... Of uh, of President Biden and the the uh, the leadership in the in the House and the Senate next year, you know, to have a brand new ghetto full of Haitians um, on the on the border, with uh, you know, really making making the optics look like a third world country. Don't you think that plays into it a bit? Well, I wonder, is, what is Joe Biden really thinking about these days? Is he aware of this? Or, you know, I hear he only works a couple hours a day anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't know. You know, I mean, does he understand what's going on? Uh, yeah, the question is, does he, and what are his handlers letting him know? I don't know. Last time I saw him, he was exiting a, a, a press conference, and they, 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 or they cut him off. They, his people wouldn't, uh, his mic got turned off or something. And then he was trying to exit, and he had to be directed where to go. In, <laughs> where, 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 how, does, how to leave the, the room. <laughs> Really, I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, I guess he had a momentary, uh, you know, um, uh, he had a senior moment. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, look, it's everything that's going. I, I turned on NBC this morning here in New York for those listening mm-hmm. outside, I, I, and you know, on the uh, on the Today Show or whatever it is that mm-hmm. uh, they, their morning show. And they're, they were just ripping into the Democrats left and right and talking about the split and everything else. And that's, you know, it's highly unusual. I haven't seen that this close to an election day, I guess, since Obama. But even then they were, you know, they, they were kind of um, kid-gloving it with Obama. But right now Democrats are getting, getting smashed. I, we haven't even mentioned that, you know, our former governor, you know, he wasn't taken away in handcuffs, but he was taken away with no. the threat of handcuffs and right, and right. women's complaints and mm-hmm. didn't even get to the nursing home issues. There's there's some deep layers of of democratic troubles. And I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent, you know, and uh Yeah, I know. You're the chairman of the you know, you're Mr. Independent you're Mr. Independence Party of New York State. Yeah, I have a lot of Democratic yeah. friends. I've I know all of these people that we're talking. I've met all of these people except uh mm-hmm. Kamala Harris, but I, I've met mm-hmm. Biden. I, I know mm-hmm. Cuomo, I, I know uh, uh, Hocus Pocus. Right? Hocus Pocus. <laughs> but I, I know a lot of these. I, I know a lot of these folks. And, um, and, and again, so it's not like I, I, I automatically hate Democrats. I don't at all. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an independent. I'm the head of the Independence right. Party. Mm-hmm. But, uh, boy, this is a disaster. It's an absolute yeah. disaster. Yeah. And it's a disastrous yeah. year to run. As a Democrat, Melissa, I tell com once again, Frank McKay here with Melissa. But uh, yeah, I mean, just it, it's it's cyclical and things go. And right now, it just doesn't it, it just doesn't feel right to be a Democrat. What do you hang your hat on if you're a Democrat and you have to run in this mess? Uh, what mm-hmm. do you say? Well, you, you go back to Trump. And if you're, and it also depends on where you are in the country. If you're in New York, New Jersey, it's good to be a Democrat. And then you can just blame everything on Trump and say, if we go to the way of the, the Republicans, this is what we're going to have. I have a picture of Trump, you know, spewing yeah. <laughs> fury and brimstone and, and whatever. And, and that's, that's what you use. You know, you don't want to go back to that. You want sanity. You want to go to us. Yeah, right. That's uh, that's what it is. And and by the way, without Trump in the White House, there's no boogeyman that they could point to. And, you know, they talk about Trump and and a lot of people are like, but Trump's out. What are you talking about? We don't have to worry about Trump for another four years. What are you Mm -hmm. doing? You know. So, yeah, you're right. They have to hang their hat on Trump. And and it's a far reaching Mm -hmm. situation because right now Trump, you know, Trump isn't the face of the party. he, He probably is when it really comes down to it. But he really isn't. Uh, and and there's yeah. enough separation mm-hmm. because he lost mm-hmm. his last election, and mm-hmm. he doesn't get to run for for at least you know three more years, four more, whatever, and mm-hmm. um, and people don't have to deal with him. But that's what you got to hang your hat on. You're absolutely right. It's Donald Trump. 
Yeah, yeah, but he's not going away. He's coming back. You know, he's inserting himself into the, the national presence. Um, but, uh, you know, anybody who is associated with him is considered, uh, I guess, as good as uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, and, we, you know, she's considered a, a nut job and a Nazi. And, uh, um, but I've heard from other, you know, other, so, of course, from never Trumpers, from people who are, I think, are more centrist. Uh, and our conservatives, that perhaps he should just play uh, a kingmaker instead, because the stakes are pretty high. If the if the the party decides to put him up for the nomination, and the, recently uh, there was a poll done that showed him beating Joe Biden, but that's now polls, you know, are not as reliable as we may think. Um, and let's say he, they put him up as the face of the party, you know, in in 2024, and the, he could risk an, an, a double loss, another loss. Have two losses to his name, and not and, and not only that, um, uh, commit um, irreparable damage to the uh, to the party, and the party would just sink. And maybe I don't know, who knows what would happen to the party? It just it would be a, a sham of a party. Yeah, uh, it just uh, amazing. It might be a split. There might be uh, mm -hmm. there there might be an, a split in the Republican Party, and we spoke about this that Cheney. Uh, faction is still out there, and it's uh, the never Trumpers mm -hmm. are are there, and they're they're waiting to do something. And I think, you know, what they're what they're doing, really. I mean, they're just protesting Trump. I mean, it's all it's all about that. And the others who are support many of the others, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, uh, Marco Rubio, all of these uh, Ted Cruz, they don't love Trump. They don't even like Trump, but they have to pretend. Ted Cruz. Yeah. Ted Cruz doesn't like Trump. I I, I don't think so. He called them lying no. Ted for uh, for for. Oh yeah, you know. But I thought they made up. I yeah. thought they kissed and made up. I I don't think any of those guys, um, I could afford not to kiss and make up. I mean Cheney, obviously she she took it to uh, Liz Cheney took it to the next uh, next level. But uh, I think deep down inside, I think Ted Cruz hates Trump. And I, I, mm -hmm. I don't think he forgives him for getting in his way last time. Uh, he, he has to play along because those are his voters. Uh, President Trump showed Ted Cruz uh, how, uh, how, to, uh, how to get those voters to love you. And I don't know that they're going to love Ted Cruz the way, uh, the, the way they love Donald Trump, just personality-wise and everything else. But, um, you know, really, when you get down to it, I, you know, I, I don't know that. You think Mitch McConnell or, or Kevin McCarthy, you think they like Trump? I don't think any of them like Trump. No, I think they don't. I think personally they, they wouldn't, they'd rather not invite him to dinner, you know, hang out with him, although they have been seen playing golf with him. They have to do business with him. When he was in office, they did business with him. They, you know, they just they disdained him. You know, he's not there. Their um, uh, intellectual level, their their um personality type but they they figure you know let, let me just go with let me let me hedge my bets and go with the person who's going to be more beneficial to me in the long run you know i'll play it both ways yeah right that, that's what it is and uh, and you can't afford not to be friendly with trump if you're any of these people even yeah. rubio what does rubio say about trump he doesn't rip trump you know he no hates him. no he hates him no, with but, passion. yeah but i think rubio still has presidential dreams but I, I i don't think those dreams are really are really more than just dreams you know daydreams i don't think they're going to come to fruition yeah but we still don't know 
who there is beyond Trump. And I guess, look, at this point before 2016, I guess this would have been, you know, what 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 would this have been? 2013, right? You know, the, the equivalent to 2013, um, uh, you know, as uh, as regards to 2016, we didn't see Trump coming yet. Trump wasn't uh, wasn't on the horizon yet. There could be something strange coming um, in the Republican Party. There could be somebody emerging, but it, it's hard to believe that there's anybody anybody that's emerging that we've never heard of. And we saw it with Obama, right? I mean, when Obama came mm-hmm. out of nowhere, we were all, you know, anointing uh, Hillary, the uh, the Democratic nominee uh, for 2008. And then all of a sudden, here comes Oprah and here comes um, yeah. here comes Obama. And, uh, and they just steamrolled over her. And then, you know, same thing. I, I think we were probably thinking Jeb Bush or uh, I, I don't mm-hmm. know what I was thinking. In yeah. 2013, yeah. Uh, who's going to be the next one of the one of the Bush? Right. Uh, Jeb Bush is going to be the uh, is going to oh. be the next president. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bush, Clinton, Bush, uh, you know, and, uh, and Clinton, and then hey, well, you know, whatever. We we all thought kind of that, but when we saw uh, Jeb Bush uh, emerge, and I I always say this, he looked like a little kid that hated baseball mm-hmm. whose parents were pushing him towards little league, and right. you know, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, he didn't want to be there, and then Trump just yeah, smacked yeah. him around. He just, I know, and you know. I know he just he just destroyed him. I mean, he just walked all over him. Well, the I think the Bushes. I don't know about the future of the Bush the Bush dynasty, but I think the Bushes the bro, the the Bush brothers are are a thing of the past. And uh, you know, George W. was a president for his time. I know some people would not agree that he would disagree with with his ascendancy to office. Uh, but he he doesn't belong in the future. He's not of the future. He's not of the present. He's from a different time. And I I think the same could be said about Jeb Bush. I don't, you know, I think Jeb Bush is a, is a more intelligent, more uh, than his brother. He's more academically minded. Um, but I don't think he is. Um, you know, he's not for this time. We're in a we're in a totally new world. I don't think it's this is his world. Yeah, right. I mean, right. I just, it's different. Be interesting to see if, like, Jenna Bush or uh, the other uh, young lady, the do- uh, the other daughter of George uh, uh, W., if they emerge being interested in politics or no, Clinton. No, no, not the Bush daughters. One of them is in uh, the. Um, uh, Jenna is on television on the Today Show. Barbara Bush, I don't know. She isn't. They're not political people. They're not. They're not uh, into politics. I don't think that's for them. They don't think they have the personality. I don't know about Chelsea Clinton. I thought at one time she was being groomed to take over a uh, to run for a a, a, a a congressional seat in New York. Uh, I haven't seen her. I haven't heard anything about that. I, I don't see any signs of her uh, launching a campaign. I think she. she I, I don't know. She's probably very smart. Um, but I don't know if if she's interested in that. Uh, she would she might be more likely to be a candidate, I think, because she is active. She is on she she is on different uh, and, and she's on different um, you know she sits on the boards of global in, in, you know in interest and she says a lot about things. She she is a lot more likely candidate, but I don't know if I haven't heard about any of her uh, about her going forward with something like that. You know if if I'm Chelsea Clinton, or if I'm the Bushes, hmm. uh, the Bush daughters, 
I, I'm I'm thinking long and hard before I get in, involved in this. They have plenty of money. They mm-hmm. uh, they're out of the spotlight, so to speak. They uh, yeah. they have attention anytime they want it. Anytime they want to write a book and get a little taste of fame uh, again, it's it's real easy. The daughter of uh, uh, George W. Bush has just written a cookbook, or you know, or or the uh, daughter of uh, Hillary Clinton has just uh, announced a new uh, a, a new think tank that she you know I and anything that comes up and you know and by the way i shouldn't say uh, bush's daughter wrote a cook that minimizes what she is i'm uh-huh. sure they're they're intelligent um they're intelligent women uh but I, I i don't know if i'm them and and if you're them uh melissa do you jump into this cesspool and after seeing what happened to to all of these people and uh in, including your parents their parents got beat up pretty bad yeah uh, yeah both, both parents got beat up pretty bad well, if you can rise above this, I think you can do it. Uh, she's definitely a very intelligent woman, and she I think she, she might have the, the gumption to do it. I think she could. She's not her parents. She's, she's Chelsea, and she represents other values, and she represents herself. Uh, I, and I think she might be a, a formidable candidate if she should choose to run. And definitely her parents can help along the way and get her started. It's, plenty of uh, the, the name alone and the connections and the people they, they, this family knows and of course the money behind everything that's enough to um, you know that's enough to propel her for, forward I wish we all had that opportunity yeah right well listen right it's there there are opportunities there and, and there might even be pressure on people to, to keep a legacy going uh, again you're listening to the Melissa Itell Juran show in the voice of Melissa Itell Juran. Frank McKay here with Melissa. You, there may very well be a pressure to keep a dynasty going. You know the Kennedys. Um, you know every if your name is Kennedy and you're related in any way, if you have an ounce of of the same blood of JFK, uh, you're always going to be looked at as as a potential candidate, especially in the New England area. And Maybe, but look what happened to. To the, one of the grandsons of Robert F. Kennedy, yeah, what, uh, was it? Yeah, he he lost in in Massachusetts. A uh, young young man, a redhead. Um, was, I forget his name. Very, I thought very well was spoken. Patrick, Patrick Kennedy? Or no, no, it's 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 one of the grandsons. Patrick Kennedy's Ted's son. Yeah. I, uh, this I is Joe. I think it's is it Joseph Kennedy the fourth. I know it's Joe Kennedy's kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know which number he is, <laughs> but he lost the primary uh, to the, the to that left wing guy. Uh, Mar is it Markey? Yeah. Right. I'm. I now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very nice. I think a very presentable candidate. Uh, lost. I mean, the Kennedy name apparently isn't enough. Isn't enough. Um, um, I guess. Um, uh, election armor to uh, to overcome these these progressives. Yeah, well, that's what it, that's you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, I mean, it's um, you know, it, it just went out of my mind. Who uh, um, and and you knew his name well. Oh, uh, Crowley was it? Joe Crowley who got defeated by AOC. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, Joe Crowley, long time yeah. uh, c- c- congressman and and considered uh, in, in one of the the. Uh, 
speakers in waiting to Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, he was like third in line, I think, or something. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's really risen up, and nobody thought he was. Yeah, everybody thought it was uh, impossible to knock him down. He was just a, you know, it was a, for him it was supposed to be a walk through, you know, a walk in the park to get reelected. Yeah, well, it is it is a uh, uh, it is a progressive movement, and yes, um, you uh, you that having a name like Kennedy or Clinton or whatever or Bush uh, doesn't. Uh, doesn't secure. Well, let's take Bush out. Oh, doesn't guarantee. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but, uh, although I, although I think Joe. Um, sorry, but I think um, George P. Kennedy, the son of of Jeb. Yeah. Um, he's a Texas land commissioner, and you he was Bush. seen as a George P. Bush. Yes, right? George P. Bush, yeah. son of Jeb, was seen as an up and coming uh, star in in the, you know, in the old Republican uh, line. Uh, I don't know, but he is. He's you know he's very articulate. But I don't know. If he, he, I'm sure he has ambitions uh, aside from being a Texas land commissioner. Now, I bet you that P stands for Prescott, right? Uh-huh. Pre- Prescott mm-hmm. Bush was the first, I think, in the line yeah. of of, yeah. of Bushes, and uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if he was a congressman or whatever. Boy, that's a that's a long standing senator. Legacy. I don't know. Yeah, it is. And he and 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 uh, in fact, I think George P. Bush first made his appearance at his uncle's. Uh, uh, re, uh, renomination uh, convention. Mm, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. in- interesting. Well, you know, what I said about the Kennedys, <coughs> if you're a Kennedy and you have that name and you have an ounce of blood, mm-hmm. you're going to be recruited to run. So he ran. He just got clipped by the uh, by the progressives. He just, you know, his uh, timing uh, wasn't there. That doesn't mean they're going to go away. One day these progressives, you know, in this movement is is going to it's cyclical. Like we said, it's cyclical and uh and if you know when this group grows up, you know, the uh the the millennials, you know, and they start maybe uh, focusing on taxes, you know, and 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 paying high taxes and properties and and so forth. They might not be as progressive as they as they were. And is the next generation going to be mm-hmm. this uh, particularly interested in uh, in what's going on? Uh, you know, it, again, all of these are questions that we don't know, and we mm-hmm. well we don't know the answer to, uh, to but we uh, we certainly see them on the horizon you know what will happen with the progressives Uh, we we really could and i keep going back to this and this is you know maybe my third party roots or whatever but we could be seeing a a split down the middle in the republican party if trump runs and we could be seeing a split down in the uh, the middle um just you know purely by by progressives uh fighting uh or the i should say the moderates fighting off the progressives and we could see a split there we could see you know we could see four parties emerging out of the two um you know look it's a long way away and i know people say that but uh you know three years from now is an eternity um and you know four years is even uh, uh, more of <laughs> more of a distance away but we're uh, you know, we're looking at some major changes uh, coming up. Uh, more likely, Melissa, to be the the um, major tra- changes, the drastic changes in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, or do you think they have equal opportunity to uh, uh, to have these uh, tremendous uh, changes come about? I think you're going to see changes in both. I think we are becoming more leftist. And 
that could spell a lot of uh, that could spell big problems for us you know in the direction this country's taking as you already see you see what's happening with uh, within the democratic party it's the party in power now but people like joe manchin are 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 hated by the progressives they're seen as the problem they're they, they to to the to the to i guess the bernie sanders of the group the, joe manchin and christian cinema should either be you know strung up and you know burnt at the stake or or should be thrown out of the party and join the republicans and i hear there's a lot there's uprising against Kristen Cinema in Arizona. A lot of Democrats don't like her. Now she's not up for re-election. Her her co her buddy um, Mark Kelly, the astronaut, he's up for re-election for that seat because it was only a, 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 two, a two I think it was a two-year appointment. Well, not appointment, but special election, special special seat, and. Uh, He's already leading in the polls against uh, some of the Republican challengers, including one uh, one such challenger who is the Attorney General of of Arizona. So, uh, and I don't know, to be honest, I don't know what what is what are what is so special about Mark Kelly other than being a space shuttle astronaut, international space shuttle, uh, international space center um, participant, and husband of Gabby Giffords. That's what it is, right there. I yeah. Mean, he's- uh, he's living off of that fame. Yeah, yeah. What is so special about him? I didn't know he was such a, you know, uh, uh, such a, a profound thinker. And yeah, but I, I'll tell you what. It's, uh, you know, a, a, a tragedy like that. I, uh, uh, well, is a tragedy if if someone doesn't die from it. Um, yeah, tragedy, yeah. right? That's a, that was a tragic situation. Um, but, you know, it often leads to uh, notoriety, um, and it's the hard way to get notoriety, but that uh, that uh, ends up being um, a, a springboard for mm-hmm. Carolyn McCarthy, right? I mean, was it Carolyn uh, McCarthy here in uh, Long Island? Um, yeah. She was she, uh, she, her her husband or her son killed her husband and her son were on that i think her husband was killed on that long island railroad massacre yeah okay she 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 was very vocal she she got a media presence she ran uh, she was there for a few terms um i understand that i understand there were astronauts uh, who um, who were very intelligent. Many of them are. Uh, John Glenn was an outstanding senator, yep. and um, Frank Borman went to become the uh, the CEO of um, Eastern Airlines. I mean, he had some very bright people there. I just, I, I'm not impressed with Mark Kelly. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's what a lot of people are saying. They're just mm-hmm. not that impressed. You know, look, it, mm-hmm. it's, to become a, an astronaut, it's impressive. They always have this status. Yeah. Whenever I, right. I I get an opportunity to have an astronaut on, I've had like four of them uh, mm-hmm. on, and they're you know they're, they're impressive people. But nobody ever is like, wow, you had an astronaut, you know? I'm, right, right. I mean, it's not John Glenn. John Glenn was uh, uh, stupendous. I mean, yeah. and, and I'm saying it's not easy to become an astronaut. I mean. You know the, the the history of astronauts in the '60s. They had to be. I would say, even though some of them were acted like you know goofballs on their you know in, in private, they had to be very highly qualified, intelligent people. Some of them went to MIT. I don't know. I just. I'm sure Mark Kelly is is is, is, is was an, you know it was excellent for the space program. It just doesn't capture my my attention as much. Uh, in, in in politics as a as a as a, uh, a senator. I mean, I'm not from Arizona. We're not from Arizona, but 
so we, we can't maybe our, our our thinking is different but I think Kristen Cinema is, is turned out to be, uh, with all her flamboyance and, um, and, and her evolution from, uh, you know, a real uh, progressive in the state of Arizona, she's become, a, a, you know, a bulwark against, with, with Joe Manchin, against this progressive, uh, you know, uh, thinking, this progressive, you know, challenge. Yeah, right. Uh, again, changes coming on both ends on both ends of the spectrum uh republicans uh they have uh, former president trump waiting to split that party down the middle and and the democrats are are doing everything they possibly can uh, and mm-hmm. and it comes full circle right this year to to give uh republicans uh hope and uh and and i'll tell you what uh the the next two years it's going to be very mm-hmm. difficult to be yeah. a Democrat running in local elections. Um, Melissa, right. any final thoughts and, and you know, any anything to say to the folks listening each and every week? Well, um, again, we're so grateful to have you every week. And that's why uh, we're doing our best to, you know, to, to keep you interested. And uh, and we hope that you you keep yourself safe and healthy. And um, just that I, I don't know. I have a feeling, though, that even within the division between in, in, in within the Democratic Party, and we may see some Republican wins in, in the midterm elections. I don't know what's going to be for 2024. I fear, though, that somehow the Democrats will prevail in the form of really extreme people. Uh, I fear that AOC is going to go too far. She, the, the, she, there, there are hints that she wants to run against uh, Chuck Schumer. She wants his job in the Senate. She is, she is, so unqualified for that. I think you and I could, we could be senators. And uh, I, I hope you know this nightmare, nightmarish vision of her, you know, trying to become president someday doesn't happen, or that we get one of these really left-wing people and who who dismembers everything that we've put together that this country stands for, including our support of key allies like Israel. And we're already seeing what happened on the floor of the, of the House when it came to deciding with the dome of, uh, that, that's, that protects the Israelis from missile attacks should still receive funding. And we saw what the, the, we saw the, uh, the, 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 uh, the crocodile tears that AOC was, I'm sure she was, even though she had her mask on, she was visibly upset that she changed her vote at the last minute in support of it, not because she really cares about Jews living in Israel. She just had to do it because she, she she's looking down the road yeah. to gaining support for a, a, a bid against Chuck Schumer. And I just want to add one thing on a, on a different note, on a happy note. I want to wish President, former President Carter, a very happy 97th birthday today. Wow! wow. Yeah, Man. happy birthday, President Carter. Yeah, wow! I, 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 I tell you, I've met seven presidents. Uh, well, Obama over the phone, uh, but uh, okay. out of out of all the seven presidents, I only asked to meet one, and it was Jimmy Carter, and it was uh, mm-hmm. it, it was for a, a you know a celebrity. Um, wanted to get together with him, and I flew down there, and he was so gracious. Mm-hmm. And I spent wow. about 15 yeah. minutes with him, and he was the only president shorter than me, which I oh uh, really, which I like. <laughs> we, you know, the only president I've met that was that uh, that was actually shorter than me. He might have been mm-hmm. uh, my height at one point, but uh, you know, this mm-hmm. was a couple years. All ago. right. What, what yeah, a, but oh, you went, but he he does make appearances. He does um, he does a lot of benefits and. Yep. And he invited mm-hmm. me that night. He was mm-hmm. he was gracious. We were on you know on our feet for like you know fifteen minutes, but he said um, 
He said, are you, are you going back uh, soon? Can you come with us tonight? We have a, a, a dinner for Habitat for Humanity here in Atlanta. I flew down Atlanta to see him. And I said, thank mm-hmm. you. Very-. He said, oh, you can sit with us. You know, and I said, oh, very kind of you. I have to fly back. Uh, I have Little League games I have to get ready for. You know, we have uh, Little League <laughs> teams and whatever. And he says, oh, it's commendable, commendable. And he, uh, and he, and he thanked me for coming down. And he, I think he connected with the celebrity. And I'll, that's a whole other story mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, that, uh, that I, I tried to connect uh, uh, him with. But a very, very nice man. What, what a he nice is, man. He is. And a great and they president. Live, Not a great president. Yes. But a great All right, but that's true. But he is very. He and his wife, Rosalind, are very down to earth. They they went back to Plains. They still live in the same neighborhood with their their friends from sixty over sixty years ago. Amazing. I mean, it, it, it's remarkable. And they, they they don't look for this celebrity lifestyle. They live. Uh, I I would assume you know very simply. They're not into you know um, ostentatious uh, showiness. And uh, I, I know they, 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 they do they used to fly all over the world and, and you know in, in, in their their humanitarian work uh, they helped us uh, uh, cure um, it was worm disease or something in, in Guinea and all these part, uh, you know distant parts of the world third world nations um, but I, I and they recently celebrated their 75th wedding anniversary. There was a big to-do and a big event. Um, I think all the, all the names in Washington flew down there to uh, wish them well. Amazing. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. Man. yeah. Wonderful couple. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and God bless them. Happy birthday, President Carter. Right. Absolutely. And many, many more. We, 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 we can't wait for his 100th birthday. <laughs> well, that would be something. I think he'll be the only yeah. president to make it to 100. Yeah. Yeah. He's the oldest living ex-president, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's ever, I think, who's ever lived. Uh, just, uh, yeah, just fantastic. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Uh, and to all of you, thank you very much. Uh, go to MelissaItellJoran.com. And, uh, and as Melissa said, happy birthday, President Carter. And thanks to all of you for listening each and every yes. day. We'll mm-hmm. see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Joran Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.